welcome back to Tesh Talks Uni Life. I can't believe we're halfway into November already and many of you will be gearing up for exams, coursework and work placement application deadlines and anything else leading up to this busy time in the gradual run-up to Christmas. I haven't let loose Mariah yet but I'm sure she's waiting in the wings ready to be unleashed this festive season. But today's episode isn't about the jolly holly holidays, not yet anyway. Today I'm going to talk about mentoring and why mentoring can be so beneficial to students, university alumni and potential employers. It was around November 2021 that I applied for the career mentorship scheme offered by the Career Zone at the University of Exeter. This scheme partnered university alumni with many years of experience in their relevant industry with a student or recent alumnus. The career mentor scheme offered at Exeter has helped not only me, but a number of other students navigate their early careers, offer guidance on a certain industry, and are generally just great points of contact for advice or support on obtaining a work placement or full-time job. I'm also coming towards the end of my year as a mentee on Women in Journalism Scotland's mentorship programme. This programme has connected me with the women defining journalism in Scotland. Particularly coming out of university, this space has helped support my early career development as an aspiring sports journalist slash news broadcaster. That is the goal that I'm working towards at the minute. I am a huge advocate of mentoring and this episode is all about the benefits of being mentored as a student or being a mentor to a student. If you're a bit like I was as an undergrad, you haven't gone to uni just to think about your career. You might still have no idea where to start, but you might be like me when I was a postgraduate student. You had an ideal career in mind. You just needed some support in how to get your foot into the door. Whatever your situation, mentoring is a great way to support your next steps. Let me set the scene. It's autumn, 2021. A third year BA English student, Natasha Coyle, is sat in the library panicking about the future now that the fun of the first two months of final year have flown by. She's procrastinating writing an essay because she hasn't figured out what on earth she wants to do after she leaves Exeter. A master's is potentially on the cards, but is still undecided. Her initial thoughts of a career in publishing are dwindling. All she knows is books, badminton and booze. Whatever could she do? Well, 2021 Tash saw the openings for the career mentorship scheme at her university. Experienced alumni volunteer their time to support budding graduates and graduates make career moves. The student would look through the available mentors who had a career in line with what they were aspiring to achieve. And the mentor would also offer a biography, a brief CV, what type of student they wanted to mentor and things like that. I listed my top two options and I was given my first choice of mentor and he's called Stuart Ross. Stuart is a prize winning author of fiction and non-fiction, which is often history based for children and adults. Many of his 350, I know right, 350 published titles have been translated into other languages. He serves on various arts related committees, is a frequent speaker and and an occasional journalist and broadcaster. In recent years, he has mentored Exeter University students looking for a career in writing. I couldn't have been paired with a more ideal person. 
Apart from Stuart avidly supports Exeter Chiefs and I'm a diehard Leicester Tigers fan. <laughs> but rugby is always a good topic of conversation for us. Even though Tigers aren't doing very well in the league at the moment, the Chiefs are doing much better than us. <laughs> I have always wanted to be a writer, whatever form that may take. I knew I wanted to write a novel, but saying that you want to write a novel is very different from actually doing it. And then there's the hurdle of getting it published. My early correspondence with Stuart around December 2021 focused on what kind of writing I liked, how much writing did I do, and did I have any other careers in mind? Stuart also put the reality of publishing to me. In 2023, most writers don't make much of a living off books alone. He advised me from day one to find a more formal career or job that could support my writing endeavours, or was a job centred around writing in some form. I do remember when we first met in person, which was January 2022, I booked a table at Bill's, which is a, a chain restaurant, which I hadn't realised until I went to London and saw there were like two or three Bill's in the city. Uh, but I booked the Bill's in Exeter for lunch. Um, Stuart brought his wife, Lucy, and I brought my friend, Harry. And the first thing he said to me, uh, to what Stuart said to me was, you should be a broadcaster. And well, in November 2023, that's the goal I'm working towards. For the past two years, Stuart has offered me unwavering support in all areas of my life. When I first started journalism, he ardently encouraged me to keep going and told me that passion, hard work and positive energy will always be one of some of my greatest strengths and will see me through. I adore my family and they will always tell me how proud they are, but sometimes it's really affirmative to have an objective opinion saying the same things they are. My mentor-mentee relationship with Stuart has also supported my writing. Having known me for about two years now, Stuart has read my early writing and some of my most recent work. His advice is totally invaluable and he's seen me grow in skill as well as confidence and strength. I know there's a lot, a long way for me to go for the manuscript that I'm currently writing to be in any look of seeing the inside of a Waterstones in the future. But as well as being a mentor for my writing, both journalistically and the manuscript that I'm working on, um, my first real of experience of working at a company came through our mentoring relationship as well. Alex Ross is a co-founder of the amazing sports marketing agency, Red Torch. And if I hadn't known Stuart, I wouldn't have been put in direct contact with Alex to organise a two-week placement there. I learned so much in those two weeks and my time at Red Torch snowballed into so many other opportunities. I saw Stuart the other week to discuss mentoring, especially in connection to creative careers like writing. Hi Stuart. So Hi Natasha. So you've been my mentor now since December 2021. Yeah, you've... officially for six months, isn't it? Well, it's officially. But... Officially, but it seems to have gone on. No, but you keep... You keep the relationship, don't you? Yeah, you I do. To, if you want to. Yeah, Which yeah. I wanted to. And hopefully you did as well. Yes, I did. Yes. So can you tell me about a little bit about your experience of mentoring and how long you've been doing it for and what you really like about it? Yeah, I've been doing it for, I don't know, five, six, seven years now. Mm -hmm. And the union wrote to me and said, are you interested? And I thought, hmm. Yeah, I mean, there were two things in it for me, really. Um, one was purely selfish, which was keeping in touch. As you get older, it's quite nice to keep in touch with the next generation. Of course. Because the gap gets wider and more, <laughs> yes. com and more complicated. So there's that. And um, that I have found, because my own children have got older and they're not quite 
in touch with the uh, Generation Z. And uh, so I thought there's that. But, and also I felt that having worked at, in a university doing creative writing, I thought there's an awful lot of gumph and uh, unnecessary academic gobbledygook talked about creative <laughs> yeah. writing. And I really wanted, I didn't want young people who are interested in writing um, to come away with too many unrealistic ideas. And mm -hmm. having been a professional writer for, I don't know, since the time of Julius Caesar, uh, <laughs> I, I, I feel I'm able to be quite hard-nosed about it. Mm -hmm. And I think my mission was to talk to young people who want to write about the practicalities Yes. of writing, well, first of all, the type of stuff that you write and also the practicalities and, and the real side of the writing world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it's not glamour and it's not super intellectual. It's hard, bloody work. It is, and, yeah. and it's it's a craft. And I really yeah. wanted to emphasise that. I think something you taught me was also simple. Writing can be very strong. Writing. The simplest. Simplest, the simplest writing. Yeah. And having the ending. Yeah, read the Old Testament. About. Yeah, well, that was actually one of the first things that I learned in my yeah. first degree. In the beginning, God, whatever it is, you know, whether you're religious or not, it doesn't matter. But yeah. it, my God, it's a good, good, it's a good way. Story, good story, isn't it? Good story and told in very simple, clear language. Yeah. So if a student was thinking about the potential of finding a mentor, or I know X has the official career mentor scheme, but it's not the same for other institutions across the UK, what would you say to encourage them to find a mentor? In other words, what should they look for in a mentor? Yeah, or if they wanted guidance in terms of like future steps. Well, I think they, first of all, they need to find somebody who is interested in and likes young people, mm -hmm. because there are lots of people who couldn't care less. And fair enough, why should they? Um, so I think you've got to have that. I mean, I've taught at different levels and different things, and I like young people. Um, so that's that's number one. You've got to find somebody who who is interested in your people of your age group. You've also got to find somebody who's doing it and will give it to you straight. Yes. Um, and and will be practical and hard nosed about it, mm -hmm. and will give you practical details and practical guidance over over what to do, rather than sort of airy fairy flowery stuff. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's really good advice. And do you have any... That's very kind of you to say, sir. You can be great advisor over the years. Um, do you have any favourite moments from being a mentor? Oh, yes. Um, I. It's when my mentees have had work published. Mm. Um, uh, one of the very first ones I worked with, uh, worked with um, an organisation called Fiction Express, which... Uh, writes a uh, th they publish a book for schools and they do a chapter a week mm. and uh, the schools participate and give feedback and so on and so on and she's had I think two or three published with them and that was Amazing. that was very good another one has just had a novel published about football another one has had published uh, a book about some form of music that I don't understand, but it was, <laughs> anyway, and anyway, they 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 they've they've been published, and yeah. then um, I met you, and when I first met you, I thought, whoa, this person should be on telly, and now I find, <laughs> and now I find that she is actually going 
towards that route. In other words, my initial impression was justified, I think. Oh, she will okay. write a novel as well, but at the moment she's going to be on your screens um, yeah. and uh, talking about sport or whatever. I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I hope so, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm glad that is, for me, very exciting, is that somebody who I've seen and I hope guided a little bit is actually getting where I hope she would get. I think what I found really helpful in our relationship is you saw what my parents also saw in me, but you were more of them. My parents obviously they love me so much, and they'll but they'll give me a slightly biased opinion. I should see you on TV. You should be on the radio. But it's also great having a slightly more objective first viewpoint. It was immediate. Yeah, it was immediate. immediate. It was immediate. Yeah, that's right. And that was really yeah. Parents are hopeless. Yeah. Parents are hopeless. I always say <laughs> if you want to be a writer. Um, you, you need three things. You need to read, read, read. You need to write, write, write. And you need an honest friend, not mum. Because <laughs> if you show something to mum, she'll say, oh, darling, that's lovely. Oh, you're so <laughs> clever. I could never, uh, forget it. You want somebody who'll say, what a crap word. You know, why did you put a comma there? You want somebody who'll yeah. give you concrete advice. Do you know what? One, I did a piece of work experience. Uh, um, the Herald in Scotland, the guy, the head of sports said to me, need a bit of work journalistically, but you can write. And I actually really liked that blunt, very straightforward. Yeah, that's it, important. It was a backhanded compliment. But yeah, it was yeah, a compliment yeah, yeah. all the same. Well, I think everyone going into journalism, and particularly when they come from uni, needs to cross out at least 60% of what they've written. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this yeah. is why you should work for the Sun. You know, And if you can write a Sun headline, my God, you can write. Yeah, well, if you can capture... Yeah. An audience with short words. That yeah, is that's right. Deal. Yeah, that's right. And it's, it carries over into other things. I mean, not only uh, in writing fiction and so on, but all forms of journalism and news coverage and whatever, mm. uh, and websites and everything. Uh, the fewer words, the better. Definitely. Thank you. That's great. If in doubt, cross it out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. If in doubt, cross it out. Definitely. That was Stuart Ross talking to me about his views on mentoring. Two things Stuart told me were to find spaces to write and have my work read by an already existing audience. And the second one was to try and write every day. In, in some form, it doesn't matter what form it took, just write every day if I could. The summer that I finished my BA in English, I went to America on exchange and worked at a summer camp. Every day, with a few hit and misses, I wrote in a journal. Camp was a once in a lifetime experience for me, and I didn't want to forget the juicy details. <laughs> there were lots, by the way. <laughs> um, it was also a great way for me to vent when people annoyed me. Um, I'm used to a decent amount of privacy, usually both at home and when I lived in my uni house, but at camp, there was essentially no privacy, both from staff and campers. If you're in bunk staff, you basically live with the kids. And I had the older girls who didn't necessarily have a set schedule. So sometimes I'd go back to the bunk and think, oh, I could have a nap, have a lie down and be alone. And there'd be people there. So I'd have to like run into the woods if I really wanted some like proper private time. But writing really gave me a chance to have space to myself it was a form of therapy in a lot of ways as well journaling really helped me develop the habit of writing every day as well as helping me not direct any of the frustration that I had at my colleagues 
when I came back to the UK, I had a week before I was starting my postgrad at the University of Glasgow. And then when I moved to Scotland, that's when I started writing for the Glasgow Guardian. My journalism journey started by writing things I found interesting. So I did, I wrote, wrote a few articles on fantasy, sport. Um, I did some, a couple of fluffy, quite funny lifestyle pieces. They were just ways for me to experiment, for me to get a different voice across. The same, my voice, but a different version of my voice. And I think with writing, there's not, when you put words on the page, there's not necessarily one way to convey who you are as a writer. There's lots of different ways of going about that. I'd never actually considered a career in journalism because I didn't know that journalism wasn't just news writing and I'm more into sports writing or lifestyle writing and now I've worked out I really I really want to do broadcasting although I had always had a vision of doing some form of presenting I mean from when I was a kid I remember when I was in primary school we did um, a version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And I played Christina Coyle, <laughs> the, pre- the presenter. So, I mean, I know Jeremy Clarkson now presents Who Wants to be, be a Millionaire? So I've always kind of seen myself a bit as a presenter. What I didn't know was that many broadcasters that you see on the news all have some form of journalism training, give or take. This is something that I've learned through navigating the industry in the past 15 months or so. But you don't know those things until you give them a try. I wouldn't have acquired that knowledge if I hadn't written for my student newspaper. I don't know if I would have kept such an open mind about trying out new forms of writing if I didn't have a mentor urging me to do so. But let's fast forward a few months towards the end of 2022 and Natasha Coyle applied for Women in Journalism Scotland's mentorship scheme. But the only reason that I found out about this was through chatting to someone at the university paper who had just completed the scheme and recommended that I apply. By this point, so November last year for me, um, I had a vague idea that I wanted to be a sports journalist or media personality of some kind. The scheme really wanted more budding sports journalists to apply with the aim of widening the pool of women in sports journalism. So I applied on the sports journalism ticket, obviously. I was accepted and partnered with my current mentor, Susan Ecclestaff. Susan is a sports writer for The Herald and is an ex-international badminton player for Scotland and Great Britain. This is her talking about why she's part of the mentorship scheme. I've been part of the Women in Journalism mentoring scheme for two years now and I've re- first of all I've really enjoyed it and second of all I think it's been really helpful I hope for everybody involved. So um, I've had two younger journalists, um, obviously Natasha being one of them, and, you know, I I feel like there's not kind of one definite thing that I help with by being a mentor. I think the kind of most valuable thing is just having somebody who's like maybe been in the industry for a bit longer, you know, just having somebody to chat to and ask things about. And, you know, I feel like kind of if you develop a relationship, you feel like there's no questions, a stupid question if you're kind of a newer person coming into the industry. And I mean, there's definitely no question that is a stupid question. And so I've hopefully kind of made that obvious that, anything that you don't know is worth asking about and you know there's no definite right or wrong way to go about a job in media and especially a job in print journalism like I've got and you know I think it's just helpful having somebody who's maybe been there or been in a similar situation and you know has either made the right choice or potentially in a lot of times has made the wrong choice and so it can be helpful I think um, for the mentee just to have somebody to kind of bounce ideas off and ask for suggestions. And then from my point of view as a mentor, 
it's been really helpful or just really enjoyable having, you know, kind of young journalists to chat to and see, you know, what younger journalists' ambitions and aspirations are. And um, often, like, it's made me think about things in a slightly different way or maybe think things through in a way that I wouldn't have if I hadn't been um, speaking to my mentee. So, yeah, it's been a really enjoyable couple of years and it's definitely something I would like to keep doing because I feel like it's not only hopefully helpful for my mentee, it's definitely been helpful for me too. And um, just learning me, just teaching me how to, you know, think about things differently and think about things from a different angle. That was Susan Egglestaff, sports writer for The Herald. I am such an advocate for mentorship schemes and they're incredibly beneficial to people like me who are very early days in their career journeys. But the power of mentoring shouldn't only be seen as for people early on in their career. Anyone could benefit from mentoring. Mentoring is also great for the mentor, as Susan referred to in her voice note. Susan's support has helped me refine my interview techniques, consider different angles to reporting on a range of sports, and aided my understanding of how journalism actually operates as an industry. She also encouraged me to apply for the Scottish Press Awards. I didn't even know that they existed until she told me. So I applied, because why not? The worst thing they'll do is say, you're not successful. But guess what? I was nominated for Student of the Year. Having someone to support you who's in the industry is an added bonus in so many ways. Being a mentee, though, is about being willing to learn and keep an open mind to a range of opportunities. And having a mentor will help you unlock opportunities that you likely didn't even know existed. I wouldn't have applied for these press awards if Susan hadn't told me about them um, because they weren't advertise in a way that I could that I access that I access information I access most of my information from social media really or from mainstream broadcasting and the only reason I found out about it was through her and being nominated for that national award then snowballed into so many other things just as the work experience opportunity at Red Torch that I got through Stuart snowballed into so many other opportunities as well I am so grateful for my relationships with both of my mentors. Whilst Women in Journalism Scotland is separate to the university, I know that obtaining a mentor through your university will differ from different institutions, but universities have the contact details of many alumni who could potentially become a mentor to you. Exeter already has an amazing and well-established career zone, and the mentorship scheme has been going for many years. I've got, I've had one of my best friends has use the scheme, I've used the scheme, I know so many other people who have. But if your institution doesn't have anything like that, how can you go about obtaining a mentor? Well, stay tuned for that discussion after this short break, where I'll be joined by Dr. Hilary Coyle. Welcome back. Hi, Tash. I've been talking about my experience of mentoring, which has really shaped my early career journey. And the two of us, we've spoken a lot about how I've gone about this. But for students whose institutions don't have an established career mentorship programme or one external to the university in their city or town, how could they go about finding a person willing to mentor them? I think mentoring is an excellent way of learning for everyone. Um, if you've got an idea of who you would like as a mentor, then ask them. 
Uh, mm. I don't think I've heard of anyone who has said no to this. Mm. I mean, it's such an honour to be asked uh, to mentor someone. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't got a person in mind, then talk to your personal tutor who will be able to let you know if your institution has a mentoring scheme. And if not, they'll, they can help you find a mentor. I think that's a really good point. It's also quite flattering, isn't it, to be asked Absolutely, to be a mentor, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, have you been mentored yourself or been a mentor before to anybody? Yes, I'm both. So I'm both a mentee and mentor. Mm-hmm. So I've got mentors across other institutions as well as my own, and I also mentor colleagues. Mm-hmm. So I've applied for uh, mentoring schemes in the past and also asked colleagues to mentor me as well. Um, it's really important that you have a good relationship and you get on with each other. 100% Stuart definitely emphasised that in our conversation. I think if you're the mentee, you need a mentor that understands your goals and aspirations and who will also be interested in you as a person, which helps to develop a really sound relationship. And actually, when people develop in their career, it's not just the career they're developing, they're developing as a person. So knowing what someone's goals are outside of work as well, I think that's really important because you need to strike a good work-life balance as well. I've emphasised the benefits of mentoring on my end, but what are some of the benefits of mentoring for the mentor? It's lovely to see students and colleagues grow and and improve their skills. Um, It it also gives you time out to sit and reflect about the mentee's challenges, Mm. and you also do a lot of self-reflection as well. So it hones your listening abilities and helps Mm. you to develop a coaching style of problem solving for the mentee. Mm -hmm. So it's not about telling your mentee what they should do, but discussing questions and scenarios so the mentee eventually solves the issues themselves. Mm. Um, It can also be a way to work together. For example, I've written a journal article with my mentor in the past. Yeah, it's definitely... Well, it's a collaborative relationship and the mentee should definitely drive what they want from the mentor, but that type of collaboration can appear in so many different forms. What I haven't touched on yet is the benefit of hiring a graduate student who has or is being mentored. As a potential employer, if an applicant included their mentoring status in their CV or cover letter, what does that show about the individual? It shows that they're proactive and have a desire to succeed. So they're doing something that helps their learning that is outside of what is delivered for them. Mm. The mentee, as you said, drives the relationship so it shows they can communicate well and work well with others. I mean, it's always a great plus to have on your CV. Mm -hmm, Definitely. I think that's a really, really good point. Sometimes entering a mentoring relationship as the mentee, you don't always know what you'll get out of it until you do. But your fundamental point about mentoring showing that a person has a desire to succeed in their future certainly rings true, not only for me um, and my experiences of mentoring, but I'm sure for many other mentees out there. I've had two amazing mentors and the experiences, learning and guidance they provided me really makes me want to be a mentor to someone in the future. Um, And mentoring is all about giving back and passing knowledge forward as well. Um, Thank you, Dr. Hilary, for your input as always. You are welcome. (laughs) Whether you're a student or recent alumnus looking for a mentor, or you're a person who's been in their relevant career for some time now, do consider mentoring. You never know where in life it could take you.
Mentoring can be the first way to step into your eventual career, or it can give you an insight to a career that you thought you wanted to do, but then realized that it's simply not for you. Mentoring enabled me to open my mind and receive advice from people with more career and life experience than myself. This has helped me to mature and grow as an individual, but also professionally. Learning doesn't stop after university or when you leave your relevant institution. It's all about lifelong learning. And having a mentor can be like having a teacher who is both an advisor and friend. I'm Tash Coyle, and this has been another episode of Tash Talks Uni Life. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye bye.